0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: The sport is just going to die if they don't bring the designated hitter to the National League.
3: We got fresh, frozen (laughs) strawberry margaritas, and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's (laughs) hips do not lie. Yeah. I got a MF wagon. (laughs)
4: Like,
0: let's be real.
4: (laughs) The Washington Nationals.
5: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny, and the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball, and if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here, and now, let's start the show.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you for joining us as always after a short hiatus, since there aren't a lot of sports going on. We are back with you this evening. Thanks to everybody who sent us questions on Twitter. We're looking forward to answering those at the end of the show. And I am Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at AWhite7877. You can follow Nick and Ryan at HalfShackCap and at DCNATShack, which you really ought to know by now. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. How y'all doing?
0: Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's going, and I finally understood why Brittany shaved her head those all those years ago. Because I'm going crazy, <laughs> and I'm on the verge of like a mental breakdown.
2: Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm really tired of sitting at home. I can say that. <laughs> And sitting at home with no sports, it would be awesome if somebody was like, you could just sit home all the time, and I could watch all the sports I wanted, but there are no sports.
3: So. The other day, they they had, like, great reruns on TV, and I was so stressed out. I couldn't keep up. And I was like, I yeah. miss this feeling, especially in March. And, like, yeah, it just it felt right. It just felt so great.
2: <laughs> I have been watching lots of great classics. I watched the Max 20K game yesterday. I spent the whole day today watching the Nats. Series with the Penguins in 2018. Cats, not gnats How? Uh, and, I have a question for you,
0: Amanda. How mad are your kids that they still have school?
2: <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's pretty rough for them because they're, they're used to this. Like other kids have snow days, and I'm like, that's cool, but all our work here anyway. We can just finish our. School. Yeah, they're homeschooled their whole life. They're they're used to it, so they are just doing school like they always do.
3: So they're not. So now they're not getting anything. Left. In the fall, they're going to be ahead of the state. Like how? How's that going to work?
2: We don't do the same curriculum <laughs> like the same? as the as the Virginia okay. State schools. So it's it's kind of an apples and oranges comparison. But there, we do a we have a co-op that we go to weekly, and all the teachers there are just doing their classes online. So they're going to be. Just like, just like nothing happened, we'll be right on track for fall. But we're used to doing school at home, so it's no big deal for us.
0: Yeah, no big deal. But they're just hating their life. Seen the movie <laughs> it probably did anyway. So that's the spoof movie, right?
3: Yeah, when it's like forty-three <laughs> uh, skits in the movie, and like the the cast is star-studded. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life, and there is a like a little skit they do where the parents homeschool their kids and they like bully their kids and everything. Um, it's really funny. I imagine that's what the bandit does to her kids when they're ready for school. Oh, that's fantastic. I always used to do, say that when my
2: kids would do something nerdy when they were little. I'm like, see, this is why we don't send them to school. We might as well just beat them up ourselves. Like, <laughs>
3: Oh, it's it's really funny. I love that movie so much. I'll have so to much. check it out. I'm
2: not familiar. <laughs> Your discretion's advised, it.
3: but it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like, you'll just I you'll will look at the cast and you'll be like, you'll like look at the cast and you're like, wow, this movie's gonna be great. And then you'll watch the movie, try to figure out how the hell they got all these <laughs> in this movie.
0: <laughs> really, Amanda's curriculum that she's not telling us about is basically the how overrated sabermetrics are and the cons of the universal DH. That's all she talks about all day.
2: It's true. There are my kids and I'll indoctrinate them however I <laughs> want. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter got really mad earlier because I was watching the replay of the, you know, the Penguins cat series. And she came in and said, there's hockey. You told me there was no hockey. She was like all betrayed. And she thought <laughs> there fool. was a game on and I had told her about it. And then she sat right down. <laughs> Self-victim to a
0: classic dog. blunder. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone anyway, quote that movie? Anyone got that reference? I'll be thoroughly. Uh, yes, I
2: mind. understood that reference. I did you reference. really? As you wish, I did.
0: What reference is that's, it?
2: Th- that's Princess Bride.
0: Nice. Look at Amanda.
2: Come on, I've seen that movie million it. times. That movie
0: that Boomer movie came Pride. out before
2: you you puppies were born. No, she called me a puppy. I did. I did call <laughs> you a puppy. <laughs> All right. So should we talk about baseball? Sure.
0: Yeah. I let's guess do we it. should. We can do that eventually.
2: Sure, let's do that. we've all each other. We didn't have any episode <laughs> last week. We're all just catching up. All right, you got a week in review for us, right? Or weeks in review?
3: Um, I sure do. So the big story of the week, truly the only thing that's going on because the entire world is stopped. Um, the MLB and MLBPA came to terms on an agreement for this season. Um, is absolutely massive. It does have a lot of future implications. Um, Manfred said the best-case scenario is a May return for baseball, although with the new announcements today from the CDC, that is not going to happen. Um, The agreement says baseball will not return until there's no governmental ban on mass gatherings, no travel restrictions, and health experts say players, staff, and fans are not at risk. That kind of screams that there's not going to be any baseball this season, but all parties did agree to play as many games as they possibly can um the uh sorry the players are opening the playing doubleheaders during the week they all agreed to work on the schedule as they get a closer confirmed time when the season will be able to uh begin uh the schedule will go deep into october and playoffs will begin in late october or, or early november um players are open to a neutral site world series if the teams in the world series are not playing in a warm area or have a Dome. Um, there are two big takeaways from this agreement. Salaries for the 2020 se- season will be prorated. If players play 81 games, they get 50% of their schedule. Sorry, 50% of their agreed money. And if they play 120 games, they will receive 74%. If the season is canceled, the only payment that the players will receive is the 170 million advance. Teams are guaranteeing players to be distributed in April and May that money will be returned if games are played. Players got the biggest win in this. Um, If the season is canceled, all players will continue with their service time and slash contracts. Translation, if the season is canceled, Mookie Betts will become a free agent after not playing a single game for the Dodgers. That was the biggest part of this agreement for the players. The players were threatening to sue the league if the owners did not want to give them that part of it. Um, there's also a significant playoff expansion on the table for the season if the season is drastically cut short. It is different from the the um, the proposition that Manfred introduced before the season, well, before the off season. Um, that is, if the season gets cut short. No, Siniger did have Tom John surgery during the middle of a pandemic. The Mets will never change. Jim Edmonds, Cardinals Legend, is <laughs> hospitalized and currently waiting results for his COVID-19 test. MLB did conclude the Red Sox investigation. Um, they have reached a punishment. They said they will announce it before opening day, so in 2021, we will know it is. The Red Sox are aware of the punishment and their lawyers strongly disagree with it. This week in review is brought to you by your local neighborhood Chili's. Once again, I am asking for you to stay inside and please avoid groups and stay away from people unless it's your family we're going to get through this just don't be an idiot don't be like every Florida man there is and stay inside and we can get baseball enjoy summer soon and that is and Chili's offers
0: curbside pickup it's a viable yes. option for social distancing it's pretty sweet
2: are you guys still going to restaurants like picking up food from restaurants or going to drive-thrus
0: um, I've been up, doing
3: but not yeah. going in now I haven't gone in. I've just been doing curbside pickup, like the yeah same. The shopping center by my house. Every single restaurant's doing curbside, so I've just been doing that a couple of times. But I haven't gone inside anywhere. Not worth it. No,
2: not worth it. All right. Well, so my favorite thing was the Cinder Guard story. Like, obviously, nobody wants anybody to get. Top oh, that's your favorite.
4: Dogs, but... <laughs>
2: Nobody, but I just, the fact that the Mets not only did, while no baseball was being played, somehow he needs Tommy John surgery, and then it, they're in New York, and all elective surgeries have been canceled by order of the governor, and he has his surgery anyway. So, I do thought it where was did, the mets of Mets
3: things. Where did he have it? Because, like, I would not want to walk into any New York hospital right now. They are not doing very well, so did he have to go to a different state or a completely different region? I don't know. It's like all the question. states up there not doing
2: very well. I don't know the answer to that, but it's just you know when when they first announced that he was going to have the surgery, I thought it's just very tone deaf given the situation in New York right now. That they're going to announce that he's about to have an elective surgery it seems terrible. And actually, Mookie Betts never playing a game for the Dodgers would also be the metziest thing that ever happened, even though it's not happening to the Mets.
3: The wild thing is, if Mookie Betts doesn't play a game for the Dodgers, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, that's the worst trade in history. The Dodgers lost so bad. But the Dodgers went from nine top 100 prospects to nine top 100 prospects after that trade, which is still the dumbest thing in the world to me.
2: But I'd be feeling awfully bad if I were a Dodgers fan if you got Mookie Betts and then he never played a game for you after having, you know, the whole thing with their World Series loss to the <laughs> to the Astros and like it, it's just a bad string of luck if you're a Dodgers fan.
3: Oh, just a lot going on.
2: Yeah, a lot going on. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about this uh, this agreement with the the Players Association, there was a lot of interesting stuff in there that's going to have ramifications far beyond just this really super weird season.
3: Yeah, there's, this was a pretty big thing for baseball, the fact that they were able to get this done. Um There is a lot to dissect in there. The big thing is it's like mixed players are willing to play in front of no one, but the The main thing here is that they're willing to get as many games as they possibly can. And, you know, everyone's going to think, wow, it's just because, you know, they want the fans there. But in reality, they want to get paid, which, like, I get. Um, But I don't know. I'm kind of excited for some potential late October, uh, November um, playoff games. Like, let me get some Thanksgiving football at noon. Then at 8 o'clock, let me get a World Series game. Like, snow, baseball, snow, baseball. That would be epic. It won't happen because I don't think any sport plays this year, but it's wishful thinking. Um yeah, yeah, no, the whole May is, like, our optimistic thing, that's not happening. I, I can tell you that right Yeah, now. it's no chance of that happening. <laughs> yeah, so, like, they're going to have to get some type of spring training in before um, at least two weeks, maybe even, like, up to a month worth of spring training. Get Especially guys- for pitchers. Exactly. Like, get people back up in it because, like, the players can't really train to do anything because no one's really allowed to leave their house. So, like, you're gonna have to factor that into everything. Is that hey, like, everyone may be clear to be outside by June 15th. I don't know. I just made that up. But you have to factor in they're gonna need some little warm-up time. So here's my proposition: do the All-Star game in LA so I can still go to LA because I don't <laughs> think I'm gonna be able to start go to off LA the year right with now. that. <laughs> I'm going to be very upset. I don't think it's going to pick the All-Star. <laughs> like, no, you still have the fans do vote. So everyone votes like their favorite players. It's well, that's all it is. Thing. It's
0: just a fan vote. It's not an All-Star vote anyway. So exactly. yeah, Ryan's got a
3: point. It's, it's going to be the same players it was last year. Spoiler alert. You do that. You know, everyone gets really excited. It's back. I can do my LA trip. Um, and it's a win-win for all parties involved. Or at least for Ryan. Yeah the most important party of all. Well, I, I just well really that's all go. that matters.
2: <laughs> I, I know exactly. That I'm Although I'm wondering, go, but. yeah, how How long do you think they're going to need to ramp up? Because if they're doing what the rest of us are doing, like I'm sitting around on my butt on my couch and baking continuously, so I should weigh at least a good 30 pounds more than I do right now by the time this is over. So I, hopefully the players don't come out of this in the same mushy shape that, that I do I think when it's time to start playing. i well.
3: like <clears> – <throat> at least two to three weeks because they haven't really thrown since last season like yeah we had spring training but it was what a week and a half of spring training before it got shut down like yeah yeah, everyone's going a long time to have like real live play they're going to be a little rusty like normally so i think it's going to be at least three weeks of spring training
2: yeah, that seems like a fair assessment. I actually don't yeah. think there's going to be any kind of all-star stuff, but it would be interesting if, since L.A. is going to lose out on the all-star game, if maybe they pick L.A. as the neutral site for the World Series, assuming the Dodgers aren't in it, because they've got great weather and an iconic stadium, and it would be a cool place to have a, a World Series.
0: I saw... So, we were going to say... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan.
3: Well, I was actually going to say what you're going to say because Boris had a whole proposal. Oh, the, only part, yep. <laughs> the only the only part of it I saw was his proposal for having the World Series in LA, just because it's Southern California, it's going to be warm during November. Um, but Nick, you can break down the more of that.
2: Yeah, let's let's yeah. segue
3: uh, into that. We we're going to talk about the.
0: Yeah, we're we're gonna save it for later, but it also just fits pretty well into what we're talking about now. Um so Scott Boris, everyone knows him, he's the super uh, agent for a lot of high profile players. So honestly he's kind of a good person to spearhead uh, a kind that of,
4: guy. <laughs> uh, I
0: respect um, him so of much season guy. on the fly. I, I respect him too. Um he he knows what he's doing. But anyways, he submitted uh, proposals for a full 162 game season. Shocker. I don't know how he, he, he's gonna do that, but also 144 game season, which is still a good amount of games. If he told me we we're gonna get even over hundred games for 2020, I would take it at this point because it just seems like uh too Any good game to be true. Give me baseball. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um but to Ryan's point in that point in particular, um, Well, like Ryan was saying before, the playoffs would start much later because obviously the season's starting much later regardless of how many games you play. Um, The playoffs would start uh, late October – or excuse me, early December in in this one, um, and it would – include you would still have your five uh, five game NLDS your seven game NLCS and World Series but it's much more rapid there's not as many days off so basically you get the entire playoffs in the month of December and then it still includes the wildcard games and whatnot um, but it inc- also includes which I think would be awesome I think Ryan said it earlier game six of the World Series would be played on Christmas Day if it should get that far which would be very cool. But as far as the the neutral sites go, they did a bunch of studies, pulled a bunch of research. Um, they basically can do it in seven or eight parks. Some of them are in warmer climates like Florida or California, and some are domes, obviously. Um, but some of the ones are Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium, Petco Park, um, which is where the Diamondbacks play. Or no, not Diamondbacks, uh, Padres, Padres, sorry. Um, and then... There's other ones, Miami, Seattle, Arizona, Milwaukee, Toronto, Houston, and then this also includes St. Petersburg, um, but also Arlington because the Texas Rangers are opening a new stadium as well. But with the World Series in particular, the Super Bowl is such a big event, and even the All-Star break for any, any sport is such a big event because people know where it's going to be months and months in advance, sometimes even years in advance. Um, or not years, but a year in advance. But you think about with the World Series, that's like you—you you don't know where it's going to be. The Super Bowl is such a big event because all the whole year, everyone knows it's going to be in Miami, it's going to be in New Orleans, wherever it's going to be. The MLB has the opportunity to do that with the World Series. Put it in LA because it's the biggest market of any of those those places. Maybe Miami, but that's for a different reason. Put it in LA and let it be like the center stage that it deserves to be. Um, It's a neutral site. It'll still be warm enough. If the Dodgers make it, they make it. It, It's just how it goes. In football, like, if the Dolphins made the Super Bowl in the year that they're hosting, it just happens. They're not going to change the Super Bowl location. It just happens. So I think they should make it in LA. That way, all eyes will be focused on baseball for the first time in what seems like forever.
3: I don't hate it. I don't hate it either, especially like this entire year is just the entire year is just definition of extraordinary circumstances. Like everything has just been thrown out the window. And like if they have it on Christmas, on Christmas Day, it's going to be kind of sweet to watch that. Um, And also they may not be going against the NBA because NBA wants to go into late August slash early September. Their season starts in October, so they may not be going them. Um, and football is going to be delayed so they wouldn't be going up against the late um the late season games potentially playoff games as well which nobody will ever beat ratings-wise so they wouldn't have that taken away from them and i like it i mean it's la people will go to la there's a lot to do there and if people are like well it's just a neutral site like maybe their fans will travel look at the super bowl look at the world mm-hmm. cup like people are going to travel for their team regardless what's happening. That's especially
0: thing. if there's not many off days in between cuz like you get to any series in the playoffs and yeah sometimes you'll have if the home team you'll have back-to-back games but there's so many built-in rest days for good reason but there's so many built-in rest days and travel days in the world or in the the playoffs in general. So if the world series in particular you Since you're going to be playing in California, you don't really need travel days as much. So you make it like a week-long thing, and all eyes will be on baseball, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I think that's going to be like one of the silver linings if we do play baseball this season. Just have a packed house in L.A. for a Christmas World Series. I think it would be awesome.
2: Yeah, that would be fun. And if, if the Dodgers make it and it's in L.A., it would be a complete madhouse.
0: Yeah, but we've seen it happen in football, too. I mean, like, I love baseball. Obviously, baseball's my number one sport, but it's never going to compare to football. And football, their existing plan is neutral site, Super Bowl. And if the home team makes the Super Bowl, so be it. Uh, I can't – I don't. it hasn't happened recently. I couldn't tell you the last time. I never heard, happened if it before. Even. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think it's happened. So, if the Dodgers make it, I mean, it is what it is, like – we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants this season anyways.
3: The Dodgers make it good for them. And people are going to complain, but people complain about literally everything. Um, like the like, universal DH? Yeah. E- example A. No, but I mean, like if the Dodgers make mm-hmm. it, like it is what it is. The NFL literally advertised, like when Brady signed with the Bucks. they're like, no home teams ever made the Super Bowl before. Like, could this be the year? Like NFL literally just embraced it and advertised it. But, you know, like it would happen. You know, things happen. Um, the only thing that I don't see happening in his proposal is the hundred sixty two game schedule. Oh, no it's, shot. Like there's no way in hell. Like it's a good proposal in all aspects of it, but you have to get player approval and I don't know if players would want the season going that late and having that short of a break between then and spring training yeah, so spring it's like spring
2: training february i mean that's that's really short break yeah <laughs> yeah
3: cuz like nba and hockey are at the point where they're like we will just have like a month break if we have yeah, to we, we just, just want to finish our to
0: season yeah, yeah. cuz they've gotten the majority of it played obviously um for baseball again if if there is any games played i think to both your points the players will choose more slightly more uh preparation time So, for example, if there's a proposal with 144 games, like being the max amount played, and that's just loaded with double headers, or there's a proposal with like 120 games, but you get like a week or a week and a half more of spring training, quote unquote. uh, I think they take the lesser games and more preparation time. Um, Those are just thrown out numbers. I have no. It's all inclination to that, but
3: it'll all come down to money. The players are just going to take like what what proposal did they get paid the most of their potential actual Which salary playing more games <laughs> yes yeah, so like that's why they that's why the first thing they threw out was that they're like hey we can play uh double headers during the week because they want to play as many games as possibly can so they can get their salary but like i don't really think it's going to happen i don't think sport's going to happen in general this year that's for every single sport um but the Best thing, not the best thing in here, but the biggest thing in here is the service time is that the players won this and everyone's gonna lose a contract year. So that even means one less year of Juan soto, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, they're yeah. still getting around that. I that was It also thing. means I Adam means a free agent and all of the game. nets. Woo woo! Let's go. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> One track mind over here. Absolutely. So yeah, I, um, I, I I was surprised about the service time thing. I knew that the players were gonna that would be the hill they would want to die on, but you know, I actually didn't think that the owners would agree to it. So we'll, we'll see. I'm so is hopeful a we'll get. Thing. <laughs> it is especially because the optics of them squabbling about service time in baseball contracts in the middle of what's going on would have been a very bad look.
3: Yeah, especially when they're already worried about a lockout. The players played it beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Score one to the players.
2: Interesting stuff. So speaking of um, spring training and whether or not there will be sort of an abbreviated one um, next year, depending on how late the season goes, um, when I talked earlier today to Tom Saleo, who was kind enough to join us for an interview, um, he is a season ticket holder at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches and got to see quite a lot of Nat's spring training baseball before it was canceled. So um, why don't we go ahead and play that interview for you guys, and then we will chat about it after. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We are joined now by Tom Saleo, who is an author and a great friend of the show and Nat's fan extraordinaire. Thanks for joining us, Tom. We appreciate it.
5: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Amanda.
2: Absolutely. So um, one of the reasons that we're so excited to get to talk to you is that you had the opportunity to um, see a bunch of spring training games since you live close by. But before we get into that, I wanted to congratulate you again on the birth of your daughter named Natalie. I love the – I'm sure you guys must call her Nat.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's Thank fantastic. You so much. Yeah, we we love her. She's doing great. great.
2: That's wonderful. You have an older daughter as well, right?
5: Yes, we have a nine-year-old daughter. So she's, uh, enjoying, uh, playing with her little sister, obviously being shut in the house right now. But, uh, again, thank you for asking about Natalie. She's doing great. Um, you know, there's some concern with, uh, babies with Down syndrome about certain health issues and we're very blessed and fortunate that all those tests came out normally. She's uh, staying in the fight and going 1-0 every day.
2: <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm w- really happy to hear that. I know when she was born, uh, the, the Nat sent you guys a whole bunch of stuff which um, you posted pictures of on Twitter, but for those of our listeners who didn't see that, you want to give us the story?
5: Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, such a surprise we were actually in the hospital still and i posted uh on twitter that our daughter had been born and that we named her natalie inspired by the nationals and and the run they had and uh someone from the team reached out to me shortly thereafter and asked for my address and of course i thanked them and uh I figured they were going to send, you know, maybe a onesie or or something like that uh, for Natalie, which, of course, I would have been just as grateful for. But when the package did arrive a couple weeks later, I I was amazed. We opened up the box, and it was like, you know, better than the best Christmas wish you could think of when (laughs) you were a kid. And I'm actually looking at it right now. The most special thing they did was, uh, engraved a bat and it says Natalie Sileo, February 4th, 2020, stay in the fight. And, uh, you know, tears came to our eyes as soon as uh, my wife and I saw that. And uh, it, it was really overwhelming. They even included a, an autograph, Stephen Strasburg Jersey. I mean, they just went above and beyond. And as I told the nationals, I'm just so grateful for their kindness. It gave us a real, pick me up um, during, you know, a a challenging time for sure.
2: Now, that is an awesome story. And actually, I know I told you, but um, tell the listeners that she shares a birthday with my daughter, whose birthday is also February 4th, who turned four that day. So that is very, very cool. (laughs) <laughs> yes, very cool. So let's get into a little bit of baseball talk. Um, since you did get a chance to see some spring training games, there was very little that made it onto Masson for those of us up here in the D.C. area to to get an actual firsthand look at the team. So I'd love to kind of get your general impressions and then check in on a couple of you know positions that are sort of up in the air for the team.
5: Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's hard to believe uh, two weeks ago, I was sitting in the stands uh, watching a game. Uh, the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches is about to become a coronavirus testing site. And tomorrow, I had been planning to go to the Nats Marlins game. And Marlins Park is now a coronavirus testing site as well. So it's just incredible how the world has changed so much in two weeks. And obviously, we're all grateful for those running those testing sites and uh, and praying for everyone who's ill or thinks they may be ill, but getting back to baseball, though, uh, my first impressions were that, you know, I I think it was a quick turnaround for everybody having played so late into October, and uh, you could kind of sense that, but in a good way. I think just they were so happy uh, for what they accomplished, the players, the coaches, the parade in West Palm Beach was such a nice experience for everybody, but on the field, I think um, they were, I wouldn't say going through the motions uh, in any sense, but just kind of taking it easy, taking it slow, and ramping up to the season, um, which obviously got cut short for everyone. So, uh, But it, it was neat to be around the team, and you could just tell there was still that glow there from what they accomplished in October, for sure.
2: Yeah, I'm sure there was, and I know much was made at the the opening of spring training about them sharing their facility with the Astros, who are, I think, disgraced is a fair word to use, and uh, did you catch any of that during your trips there, or is it so separated that you really didn't kind of notice any? Oh, no,
5: there was definitely, you know, having been a season ticket holder at that ballpark from the very beginning, you know, there was a palpable difference this year Not only with the two teams playing against each other in the World Series, but the whole controversy. I mean, when camp opened, you had the the throng of reporters on the Astros side, which was, I think, some others pointed out how uh, kind of crazy that was since the Nats are the team that won the World Series, and all everybody wanted to do was talk to the Astros.
1: But, uh, you know, the very
5: first... Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, the very first night, uh, if you remember, that game was actually shown on mass, and uh, that was an Astros quote-unquote home game, and it wound up lasting only two innings and got rained out. Uh, but uh, that was where you heard people chanting and holding up signs, and you know there was definitely a uh, sense of anger in the air from a lot of fans that were at that game. But again, the game only lasted two innings, so didn't really get – the full, uh, the full sense of it. That was the only Astros home game I went to. All the other ones were Nats home games, but uh, there was definitely a difference for sure.
2: Interesting, yeah. That, that it's great to get the perspective from someone who has been at the ballpark in more normal years where the Nats didn't just win the World Series and the Astros weren't the biggest story in baseball.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was something.
2: So um, there's a few kind of um, position. There's a few positions that the team is addressing that are question marks for them right now. Particularly first base, third base, and that fifth starter spot. When when you were there, the big the big one everybody wants to talk about is Carter Keyboom. What were your impressions seeing him? I mean, what we got was a lot of just updates on our you know phones from the MLB app saying another error from Carter Keyboom. So what did you think actually seeing him play?
5: Yeah, I actually got to uh, meet uh, Carter and shake his hand uh, at the season ticket holder event um, a couple of days before the opening of the season. And, uh, you know, as I told him, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for him. Uh, obviously, we all want him to succeed as Nats fans. I do have to say, though, um, had the season started, you know, a couple of days ago, I'm not sure that he was ready to play third base at the big league level. Um, I'm not worried about his bat. Uh, he had a great spring training last year with the bat and uh, not as good this year, but you still saw some flat flashes of it. And he looks like a big league hitter to me. But, you know, and again, this isn't his fault. He's learning a, uh, a position that was not his primary position throughout his career. Uh, but I was very concerned about the idea of, him being our starting third baseman. I think what probably would have happened had the season started when we all thought it would, I think Cabrera would have been the primary third baseman. I'm not sure whether Keeboom would have gone back to the minors or they would have had him up in a platoon situation, but uh, I I do not think he was ready to be the everyday third baseman.
2: Yeah, that seems to kind of be the consensus from people who watch the team closely, although there was one – Comment. I can't remember exactly when he said it, but Martinez said that it was his job to lose. But it looked like to me, anyway. You know, watching it, not so much live. I listened to a few games on the radio and reading recaps of the games that maybe he was well on his way to losing it before the spring training was, you know, abruptly cut off. So it, having either Carter Kiboom or Cabrera, whom I like, um, be a replacement for Anthony Rendon is kind of depressing as a Nats fan.
5: Yeah, it's tough. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously we had the whole Josh Donaldson derby. I was never a big Donaldson guy, um, so I'm okay. Oh, really? But you, you like
2: the Braves so much. I'm surprised that you're not a Donaldson <laughs> fan.
5: I think anyone who's ever seen my tweets knows that uh, the Braves are my least <laughs> favorite team in the world. Yes. But, uh, and that's no, putting I, it lightly. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. But, uh You know, I can understand, um, you know, why we didn't continue raising our offer like the Twins. I mean, it was a good thing for the Nats that he didn't return to Atlanta. But uh, at the same time, um, you know, it is going to be, no matter who you put there, there's going to be a downgrade, both offensively and defensively. I think Cabrera was the best choice in the short term because he's a switch hitter, he's obviously very experienced, he has a good rapport with all the other guys, but, you know, eventually, yes, it's going to need to be Kibum, so we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, and if it, it can't be Kibum, because he just doesn't, do, I mean, that's kind of the worst fear, I think, for people who are, you know, fans of this team, is that Kibum won't get there defensively to be the third baseman, that's the the last place you want someone who's struggling defensively, and you know, I wasn't a huge Donaldson fan either, but I really would have. I think that the team should have maybe made whatever deal they needed to make to get him here, because you've got a lot of aging players on this team who, you know, maybe you've got another year or two before a guy like Max Scherzer is no longer the guy we're used to seeing. And uh, I don't know that their window of of competitive play with these huge pitching contracts they have is is wide enough for them to wait for Keyboom to to get good enough so I guess we'll see
5: yeah that's a good point yep and the one thing I would add though and again obviously nobody could have foreseen this but imagine if we had signed Donaldson and then the season gets canceled and we (laughs) lose a year of service time on him so but again you can't really look at off-season signings that way because of course none of us could have imagined what the country's going through right now, but anyway. No, certainly
2: not, and uh, I'm sure the Dodgers fans are feeling that way about Mookie Betts right now.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yep.
2: I saw an article that mentioned if, if the t- if the season doesn't get played at all this year, that they may never see Betts in a Dodgers uniform. You know, he may never yeah, play a game really, for them.
5: That's really hard to believe um, that, that that there's a possibility of something like that happening, although – if anyone could pony up and afford Mookie bets, it's the Dodgers. So who knows? But it's
2: true. Hard to feel sorry yeah. for that team. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit of first base. Um, obviously, they've got Zimmerman, who you know, when healthy, which is a big caveat with Zimmerman, uh, you know, tends to have at least one good hot streak every year. And they've got Thames, and and they've got Kendrick. What do you see kind of playing out there as far as that platoon?
5: Yeah, I think it's uh, going to be a, pretty much a straight platoon of uh, Zimmerman and and Thames. Thames is a really intriguing player. He's obviously obviously got the power. I mean, him just walking toward where I sat, which uh, at the ballpark, which is above the Nats' dugout. I mean, the guy is an absolute monster. He is one of the most built players I think I've ever seen. As other FP than maybe would say. Aaron Judge. That's yeah. a
2: large human, right?
5: Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, very much, and uh, and he got a hold of a few that went foul, but you could just see the way the ball flies off his bat. So he definitely is a, a good option for us, and um, you know the defense is not going to be as good as Zimmerman when he's in there against right-handed pitching. But uh, I do think you know with the way you know the loss of the power with Rendon and trying to find a way to make up for that along with, you know, Zimmerman, the biggest concern with Zimmerman is staying on the field. Right. So I think a platoon there makes a lot of sense. And obviously if, uh, you know, you have substitutions or late game things, you've got Howie there. Um, so I'm actually not too worried about first base. I think, uh, the Nats are, are in a really good place there with a lot of, options and versatility and I think everything uh, should be fine even if one of them were to go down with an injury you've got you know again you've got Howie so um, I think I think that's actually a bright spot for us.
2: Yeah and you've got some you know flexibility in terms of of Thames and Kendrick that they can play other positions besides just first base so it kind of gives you those utility guys. Um, that you need. And I'm just really curious to see how they split up the platoon. I I expect we're going to see Thames mostly against righties. I think he hits in the 250s or so against righties. And obviously with a whole lot of power um, potential from that guy. But I'm just, you know, Kendrick was so clutch for us last year. And he's an older guy and he's got a, you know, the everybody knows his injury history. But, you know, it's I I would like to see him. I like to see him on the field. (laughs) And hopefully, you know, he can get at least two or three starts a week because you know, he's yeah, a great bench uh, guy, but he plays better, in my opinion, when he plays more.
5: Yeah, I, I agree with that, although um, at the same time, what a valuable weapon on the bench. I mean, most teams would kill to have a guy like Howie, especially with you know the clutch factor, which all of us obviously saw in October. So again, these yes. are good problems to have, I think, on that side. Uh, yeah, however they divvy it up, I think uh, the Nats will be fine at first. And what about
2: the fifth starter spot? I'm I'm thinking we're gonna have Ross in that in that spot, especially given that you know Martinez trusted him enough to come in in an emergency situation in the World Series when Max couldn't make his start.
5: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I agree. Um, I believe uh, uh, Fetty was already optioned down to Triple uh, A. And then you've got uh, Voss as a uh, long-relief candidate, which I think is makes a lot of sense for him. And then, hey, look, if Ross falters, then you go with Voss. I mean, Voss got a lot of experience last year, had some really good starts against Atlanta, I believe. He had a, a few good games against a tough lineup. And then, like you mentioned, as for Ross, not only had he pitched in the postseason before, With the Nationals, but getting to do so on the biggest stage in the World Series, and and I thought he did an admirable job given the circumstances in that game, and uh, and and I liked what I saw from him so far this spring. I mean, I don't remember the numbers offhand, but just the way he was throwing the ball and handling. Did you get to see him pitch? I did. Yeah, I I think I saw him twice, Um, and and I liked the way he. He handled himself out there. I thought the ball was uh, coming out of his hand really well in terms of the velocity. And uh, and I think he'd be the right choice as the fifth starter, assuming we have a season.
2: It's a big assumption, but assuming we have a season. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's um, I, you know, I, speaking of problems, other people would like to have, I think that we've got a couple of, you know, with Voth and Ross, we've got a couple of workable options for that fifth guy and we've obviously got a, a, other four starters that are the envy of baseball. So it seems like really third base is the biggest question mark we've got with Rendon's departure. Were there any other um, kind of impressions, players you saw that you thought were remarkable in either a negative or positive way?
5: Yes. uh, Luis Garcia uh, is a very exciting young player. He has, as some others have said, um, I believe it was Mark Zuckerman or one of the other Naps Beat writers, that there are some shades of Juan Soto and the way he handles himself uh, yeah. <laughs> at the plate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just, I was very impressed with him. And hey, you never know. Let's say Keyboom doesn't figure it out. Maybe Garcia winds up being the answer, although I still think Key boom eventually will figure it out. But uh the Nats have uh, were are very fortunate to have two such highly regarded young infielders in their system. I think a lot of other teams would love to have that. And uh and that could be a really big thing for this team down the road if if they all figure it out and you've got a young core of Soto, Robles, Keeboom, and Garcia. I think that would be pretty pretty special.
2: Yeah, indeed. Um it would be it would be quite a thing if for some reason, Keyboom doesn't figure it out, or for whatever reason can't be with the big club, and then they end up with Garcia. It would remind me a little bit of you know Roblace getting injured and then us calling up Soto when nobody thought Soto was the guy, everybody was excited for Robles. so
5: it would be yeah be it would great be quite analysis. an interesting Good thing point. to see. Yep, yep, it would be.
2: Okay, so let's just talk a little bit about expectations. Um, obviously, nobody knows. If there will be a season at all this year, and if there is, how long it might be. But what do you think? If there is a season, presumably, um, uh, what do you expect of the Nats this year? Do you think they've got a realistic shot at you know making a deep postseason run again?
5: Well, when you've got that rotation, especially now with the kind of experience they had, and we saw what they were capable of on the biggest stage against the best competition, uh, that rotation can carry you all the way. There's no doubt about it. I think the bullpen is, you know, bringing Hudson back, um, getting a Will Harris. Obviously we still have Doolittle and we have some other pieces there that, you know, the bullpen's going to be light years better than it was at the start of last year. Then, to go to you know, when you, yeah. Yeah. When you've got that kind of pitching, uh, you can go all the way. There's no doubt about it. Um, but on the other hand, you're playing in the toughest division in baseball, uh, bar none. The Mets have high expectations this year, as they always seem to. But then the Tommy John surgery for Syndergaard, that's a huge blow to them, no question about it. But I still think they're going to be there and be competitive. I think, uh, you know, the Braves are the Braves. They, uh, you know, they, made, they lost Donaldson, but they made some moves of their own. They short up their bullpen. Uh, so they're going to be right in the mix, as they always seem to be. And then I think a lot of people are underestimating the Phillies. I think uh, Girardi is going to have a huge impact there. Going from Kapler to Girardi is a really big upgrade, in my opinion. And yep. uh, every, Girardi's won everywhere he's ever been, including even the Marlins. So I think uh, I think the Phillies are a really interesting team to watch this year and could could uh, kind of derail some plans by the other NL East teams, but look, again, when you have that pitching like the Nats do, you can never count them out. I think the big question, as you've uh, touched on over and over during this call, is uh, you know the offensive production. How are we going to make up for Rendon? Maybe the plan is to see how you know Cabrera and Kibum handle it, and if the production's not there, then they're going to have to go make a move in the deadline. Um, but, uh, you know, again, the Nats can go all the way with that pitching. There's no question.
2: Yeah, pitching wins ball games. that's for sure. And I also hope that the short-up bullpen situation will mean that they don't actually need to replace all of Rendon's offensive production because hopefully they'll give up fewer runs.
5: Yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, just look back at the beginning of last season of how many games were blown by that bullpen and, yes. uh, and also the way it tacked. Doolittle and Suero and all those other guys by, you know, being the only pitchers that Martinez could trust at that time. Uh, So having guys that you can go to and, you know, without worrying they're going to give up five runs in an inning like many of those (laughs) other guys, (laughs) Trevor Rosenthal did. Um, My greatest source of
2: enjoyment last season early when they were so bad was the infinite ERA situation with Rosenthal. It was it was quite a yeah. thing to witness, <laughs> and I yeah, you and when I had, brought up all your NLEs teams. You didn't even mention the Marlins, which is yeah. Telling.
5: Well, you know what? I will say this. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, but I will say this: living here and and watching a little bit of what they've been doing, obviously they are not going to finish above last place. But I do think they're going to be a tougher out this year than last. They they made some nice moves, you know, Corey Dickerson, guys like that. That um, I do think they're going to be improved, but again, when you say they're going to be improved, look where you're starting. So they really right. have only one way to go. But uh, they're going to be interesting to watch over these next three to four years.
2: It's going to be tough for a team like that, who's you know trying to build up from essentially nothing to be playing in the NL East, which, as you mentioned, is the toughest division in baseball. So.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for your thoughts. Um, I know in this baseball starved world, it's nice to, you know, <laughs> we're going to keep trying to put out content for our listeners. So, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have some actual baseball to talk about at some point in the not too distant future. And we will definitely uh, have you on again then.
5: Thanks, Amanda. I'm with you on that. And uh, to everyone listening, uh, hope your families uh, stay healthy and safe and, uh, We'll get back to baseball when when the more important stuff is over, and I just hope uh, hope everyone uh like I said stays healthy and safe so thanks so much
2: thank you all right take care all right, thanks again to Tom for joining us as always. He's a great friend of the show, and hopefully we will get to talk to him again soon thanks Tom thanks Tom <laughs> so um you know in that interview, we talked quite a lot about the um, positions that are up in the air for the Nats. Third base, obviously, is a big one. And first base, you know, the platoon situation at first is an interesting one, although it's almost like they have too many options there instead of not enough, like at third. And then uh, we talked a bit about that fifth starter role. Do you guys, if there is any baseball happening, have a prediction? Maybe we should each make our predictions about who will be the opening day third baseman if we have an opening day
0: it's uh cabrera I mean, key boom's not going to show enough
3: yeah this kind of oh uh, maybe i will help keep but i feel like with all this going on it just confirms that it's going to be cabrera and it breaks my heart because Cabrera sucks um worst player in baseball he is my most famous <laughs> player in baseball this year uh, for no reason oh right! I forgot
2: ever. you were hating him for no reason this
3: year. Yes, he about. he won the award. He's the lucky person mm-hmm. who gets. Money. Yeah, just
0: because the season's on the brink of getting canceled doesn't mean he gets
3: off scot free. Uh, uh-uh. I take no. no days off. But now, yeah, it's no days rare. off.
2: Mm-hmm. Ryan never, yeah, Ryan never takes a day off. Right when Ryan decides to hate you, he
0: never, he, he never misses.
2: He never misses. misses. <laughs>
4: he
2: don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I think it's going to be Cabrera. You know, Tom said in the interview that he, he got a look at Kibum up close and personal. I actually met him um, before the spring training games started and just really didn't feel like he looks ready. He said his bat looks ready, but that he doesn't look ready defensively at all. So I think if there is – Martinez said that it was his job to lose, but I think if there's a season at all that they're going to just probably stick with Cabrera. So I guess we'll if see what only- happens. Maybe. <clears throat>
0: If only there was a position where you could play a guy with a great bat that struggled in the field, but you wouldn't have to play him in the field, you, but you could still get the benefit of his
2: bat. Man. Now that, that
0: is something I think would be very beneficial
3: for someone like Carter Keebum. That is a great idea. I wonder Thanks, when you have that sounds this. like a terrible just, idea.
0: Just thought of it myself, man. Dude. Just thought of it myself. You
2: should, well, you should take I don't that. mean to be rude, Nick, but that might be the stupidest idea I ever heard. I don't know who would think that could that could be in baseball. It's a terrible idea.
0: Alright, Ryan, I'm not talking to Amanda for the rest of the podcast, so <laughs> Yeah, that was
2: really
5: rude. <laughs> Super
2: for. rude. Oh. Poor Nick's feelings are hurt. All right. Let's get to our favorite part of the show, which is, as always, our Twitter questions. Um, You guys actually sent us a bunch this week. I guess everyone missed us during our week off. Thanks for sending them in. Um, Let's get started with at B. Wagner, who says, Baseball by May seems unlikely, with no spring training, also no pro quality by July. Won't this favor young teams rebuilding?
3: You know what the funniest part of this is? We're going to get, like, a 50-game season. The Orioles are going to start, like, 12-1 and end up making the playoffs in it. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. <laughs> It'd be fun. How would uh, you t- guys – sorry, go ahead, Ryan. I didn't know uh, you were No, you're fine. I was just going to say to answer the question, but I like how you were starting better. Oh, uh, uh,
0: I was just going to say, how would you guys <laughs> feel, like, obviously if the Nats won the um, – shortened 2020 world series we would still like own it and brag about it and talk about it like no other but let's say i don't know like the braves won a shortened 20 well we're gonna hate the braves pick a random team like is the 20 if you win the 2020 world series is it It like valid
3: it does not count. That's
0: kind of what I'm getting at. This
4: entire season,
2: unless it like it's the Nats, in which exhibition. case I will, I will absolutely right. treat it like it's sacrosanct. But exactly. if it's any other team, I will talk down to them about it and say that the 2019 one was way harder and more important. Yeah, I, oh, I kinda, no
3: one, I agree. No one's going to count it except for the team, the fan base of the team that wins it. Like yes. which wins. I, re- I also respect because I would
0: do the same thing. Yeah, I will I own say that say hypocrisy 100%. 100%. Yep, hand up. <laughs> That's me.
2: Yep, I would. I would even go out there like that. I would say, "This, you kidding? This was even harder than any other World Series. Think about the situation they found themselves in, and they still did it. And it was back to back. I would go all in on it." <laughs> yep, hundred percent. All right, let's see who's next. At Luther Libby wrote us and said, "How do you get paint to dry faster?" Hashtag board. <coughs>
3: Just scream at it as loud as you can, but like an inch away from the paint, and that really gets it dry.
0: Loudly. If you drink a frozen strawberry margarita from Chili's while you watch paint dry, mm-hmm. it goes by way faster. Highly recommend.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, I'm not actually much of a drinker, but I had a migraine yesterday that I couldn't get rid of all day, and my husband made me a Bloody Mary, tequila. and it picked me right up. So, No, no tequila. It was vodka. It worked like a charm. It was better than the migraine medicine I had taken all day. So, basically, what I'm saying is alcohol is the cure for all your problems. Yeah, basically. Pretty much the message. Basically. (laughs) Just drink more. It'll make the time go by faster. (laughs) All right. At Finch 960 says, why do Nick and Ryan continue to disrespect the sport of baseball with their lies? Hashtag ban the DH. Yeah.
0: not a lie when it's actually
3: happening. So um, I'm thinking of a quote from George C. Lichtenberg during this time. <laughs> okay. He said, I cannot say whether things will get better if we change. What I can say is they must change if they're, they are going to get better. This strikes me very hard right now in this current state of baseball. baseball in is this
0: dying. essay, I will.
3: <laughs> <laughs> baseball is dying. That is a fact. That is not a fact. They That is oh, not a fact. Look, ma'am, uh, I'm presenting my essay. Baseball Of, had of se- the four
0: major sports, what's the only one not to play a game this year? Mm, hmm. Baseball.
3: Yeah, no, dying. Like, so seven straight years of attendance declining, um, six straight years of declining TV ratings with the lowest watch world series in the history of the sport across 130 years. When you look at the grow- aging. Uh, the aging, medium age for the fandom of the sport, with also the growing popularity of NBA. Um, NHL will never catch on outside hockey in Russia. You don't have to worry about that. Um, with the NBA, the MLS, also exciting new leagues like the XFL. Baseball must change and adapt to what people love, and that is Scoring. And what do you want when you want more scoring? You get rid of pitchers standing there and bunting the entire time to attract more fans. So George C. Lichtenberger really said it the best. Also, Frank's from uh It's Always Sunny said it great too. You either get the hell out of the way or you're in it. Um I don't really know what I meant, but hey, um the futures now, the DH. <laughs> futures
0: now, old man. Futures now, are old you, man.
3: Are you finished?
0: I am. Okay. Just I'm changing
2: is not a good answer, just because something even if you say that there's something wrong with baseball, and they had record revenues last year,
3: so forty percent of that came baseball. from three teams, like that's a very, okay. very empty thing. You can keep saying yeah, nothing's which three wrong teams
2: with, were they uh, all did they all have to DH, those oh three
3: my. Teams? Uh, the d h this I feel like one of them was Yankees the Dodgers. Okay, so <laughs> like, what, one, one of
2: the the with the best lineup in baseball,
3: one of What th- is your th- argument? <laughs> Look at it's all the the major markets are carrying baseball right now, uh, like. Baseball fans think baseball is perfect the way it is, but the reality of the situation is... I don't know average, anybody who's
5: saying The it's average perfect.
3: sports fan, the, oh, you do. Every time there's a change, you're like, baseball needs to stay the way it is. That's, that's not
2: true at all. There are lots of ways through. that baseball could change. Yeah, the great. DH is not one of them that I think is a good change. Just changing for the sake of changing is stupid. You have to be smart about it. It's not for the, sake of, not for the sake of changing. It's changing for the better.
3: It's to save your sport. Like the American League... They're than you know. is not They're doing great. dying.
2: That's just absurd. And if they want to attract younger, I, I have to tell you, I, we've had this conversation a million times. If you want to attract younger fans, making the games available where they watch things is going to do a lot more to do that than if there's a DH or not a DH that's people a really who not good watch idea. baseball are not going to start watching baseball because you bring the dh to the
3: national league that is um, not going to happen here's the thing you have to adapt to what people like now and that is offense and scoring the patriots ran super bowl um, everyone stopped watching it about halfway through the third quarter and everyone said it was the most boring super bowl ever because it was the like the least amount of offense was in that super bowl in the last like 15 years People say they don't like baseball because they say it's boring and there's not enough offense in it. You have a chance to remove someone who literally stands up there and bunts and one out of 100 times will get a hit and replace them with someone who's going to hit. Even if the league average, that's 245 with a 730 OPS, you're adding more runs to each game and you're getting each game more exciting. And yes, to your point about the making games available, that is a great idea. That's never going to happen though, because TV contracts exist, and TV. Companies I totally do not disagree get with that.
2: Mo- it is going to happen.
3: TV, is TV companies happen. do not get the money from that. Like, and you can do it on MLB at bat, but that's what, like, thirty bucks a month. Like, you have to think. i it's not-
2: going to happen, and when it does, that is what is going to increase baseball viewership and baseball revenues, changing the DH or not the DH in the National League is going to have a tiny effect. How much time are you going to save? How much more offense are you going to generate? It's not going to be that big of a deal. It's not. It's not. Nobody who doesn't watch baseball now because they think baseball is boring is going to go, what? They brought the National. They brought the DH to the National League? I'm going to start watching baseball. If they wanted that, they could just watch American League Baseball, and if they're not doing that, they're not going to start watching baseball because they make a rule change like that you're going to have to make something much bigger to increase viewership among younger the younger population and to me doing what i consider to be ruining the national league because i don't like american league baseball i much prefer national league baseball and it's cool that they have two different leagues and that they have different rules i like that i think it's fun Says nope. the former a-
0: Orioles fan, which they were in the American League.
3: Um, right. Well, no. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Nick, Only because there off.
2: was no National League team around here. But yes, I did grow up an Orioles fan, and I don't like American League baseball. I never have.
3: I've always so preferred your, National League baseball. Your point about making baseball more available is correct. They need to do that, but baseball is going to be the last sport to do that because that's where they get their money from. Attendance right, but keeps they'll just going down.
2: Structure it. So that they can make that happen. When, gonna when keep attendance signing. keeps going down,
3: yeah. They're going to keep signing these big deals because that's where they get their money. And networks don't really like this whole streaming thing. And they're not going to let you get it unless you have cable. Everyone's cutting cable. Especially in the younger generation, they're cutting cable. But this is where baseball is getting their money, is these TV deals. And the networks right. don't so, like letting sports be streamable. There's a reason why all the big networks are going after Hulu. They're going after Netflix. They're trying to take them out because they're taking away from the networks. And that's why sports aren't going to be is, easily streamed. But my
2: point is, 10 years from now, do you think baseball and all the other sports are going to be streaming?
3: 10 years from now, baseball is probably going to be dead. Oh, for <laughs> God's sake. All right. It's going to be because the DH is in the NL. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap up. But if this up, you think it's points.
2: inevitable that the DH is coming to the National League, but it's still going to be dead in ten years, you're you're contradicting your I own. I mean, argument.
3: It, it is inevitable because the owners are about to agree on it. It's going to come. Right. But is that going to save baseball, like you said it is? Because if so, so then why would baseball, it be dead in ten years? Baseball will go back to its prime popularity of the seventies and the eighties. Really, 80s, bringing the, the DH is going to. Yes, Bring it we're all not back. Okay. have A stupid pitcher stand up there and bunt yeah. and delay the game. I'm sure that's the problem with things. You're going to sure. have elite players. The Nats literally won the World Series because of a DH to the home run. You can never. Damn it, never man! That was my like point. This. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Sorry, right. Nick. Two points. Two. Well, one and a half now since Ryan freaking stole my stole thunder. Your thunder. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Ryan is correct. Before. Saying that w- just because one is right doesn't mean the other is wrong. Like to increase baseball, you need the DH and more accessible viewership of your teams and just baseball in general. Both are correct and both will help the game. That's just fact. And oh. yeah, that was my my DH point that uh, uh, that Ryan stole from me. So that's I guess that's really all I had. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Oh, so I mean, not. I was gonna. Drop
3: the hammer on that, but I forgot to put this in my weekend review, but baseball um that finally created a website that's like YouTube where you can watch any baseball highlight. Literally if you want to watch a ball thrown to Howie Kendrick in the middle of June in the back. They have every single pitch and like every single play on this website. Oh you can have to share go check it, that out. It's pretty cool because that allows sites like Barstool who love baseball to share their content at will. I forgot that my week in review. That was a fantastic step by baseball.
4: Oh,
0: I I have another point to end on since Ryan stole my first one from me. Okay. If offense wasn't a, a solution per se to baseball's declining ratings, then why did they juice the baseballs?
3: Oh, oh. Oh, food for
0: thought. Food oh. for thought. So
2: were the ratings higher this year, or were they not higher this year? Did you tell me so that they were well, Actually, leadership? in the
0: playoffs, in the playoffs, they took away the juice ball, and then the viewers went down.
2: Boom. So you think? Suck it. So you think Suck that the people who Suck are Suck marginal I, baseball fans? Wow, that's a little rude. Hold oh, up,
0: after the, you told me that what I said earlier was the dumbest thing ever.
2: Your idea was literally asterisk,
3: C8. Are you the really? It wasn't actually your idea. You know that, right?
0: It was my yeah. idea. It came from my mouth.
3: Yeah, he made it. Um, the Astros Dodgers game when it was like 13 to 12 is commonly known as like one of the best baseball games ever was the highest watched baseball game that was not in the Cubs World Series this decade. And it was also one of the most talked about on Twitter because it had all the offense in it.
2: But you, you realize you're, you're completely contradicting yourself. You're saying that not by really. it, it in by American increasing League offense, part. it will bring better ratings. And yet, last year, they
3: juiced the ball all year not. up until no, the playoffs. No, they playoff, didn't. And we that,
0: did. That's not. what I'm saying. They not. didn't
3: last juice the year, ball all year. I said, last year, they switched it out for the entire season. That's why home runs were down. They did it for the entire season, and ratings were awful. But all the years before that, they had the juice ball, and there was offense like mad in the playoffs, and ratings were boop, 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 boop. nice enough.
2: Yes, but my point is during the season this year there were record they home were regular. runs. Yes.
3: Um, that's because of During the game. regular that's season last thing. year.
2: My point is your your argument is that more offense is going to lead to increased ratings. And yet all season last year, in the regular season, they had record home runs. It was talked about ad nauseum and the ratings were well, what did you say, actually, some of the worst?
3: Hold on. Hold on. In the that's playoffs. Not, that's in not the true. playoffs. I'm talking about the regular season. Baseball regular season is very, very, very regionalized. So you can't really look at those ratings because people in those regions will care about it. But on a grand scale, like regular season baseball and national television, people don't really care about it too much. In the regions, they do well because the clientele in those regions are the ones who are sitting home and watching the games. But when it goes to a national broadcast when they have the regular balls and everyone should be watching – they didn't do too well, and that's because they have less offense. Boom.
2: So you think that people are deciding whether or not they're going to watch a game based on whether or not the the balls are juiced? That just seems silly to me. Well, but no. So like, I guess I we, mean, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Single, hold
3: on, every single right, let's sports team <laughs> are up in playoffs, all right? But people see a bunch of games like, oh, it was two to one. That's boring. Or they start watching it and there's nothing going on. They get bored. They change away. You have juiced balls. It's like 30 to 30 in the second inning. Everyone's going to love it. 30
2: to 30 in the second inning.
3: Change my mind. (laughs) All
0: right, real, real final point, because we've been talking about this. One of the main problems with the XFL that people found was their lack of offense. People can watch freaking Colorado State play freaking East Washington University of Chicago in college football, and because it's 77 to 70, they're going to watch it. Offense leads to more viewership. It's just like there's no arguing that. How you get to more offense is up for debate, clearly. We've been talking about it for almost the majority of the podcast, but offense equals more viewership. It's just the way it is.
2: Because the only thing more boring than what you guys consider a two-to-one baseball game, which I happen to love, is uh, us talking about the DH again because we've had this argument a thousand
3: times. Well, people love our arguments, so clearly you, just yeah. like Major League Baseball, don't care about – out of um, touch. Yeah, out of touch. Doesn't care about their clientele or anyone or the demographics they have to um, look out to. not care about their clientele so, or anyone. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Chili's. Baby back ribs.
2: Oh, good grief. Okay. Next question. At SureSweek, Week, what happens
3: first? Keyboom doesn't make an error or Monty comes on the pod? Um Us praising Adam Eaton happens before anything else. Actually, let me rephrase that. Anything will happen before Monty comes on the pod.
0: You know, in, uh, Amanda's too old for this, but Ryan, you remember (laughs) in, um, in like math class, like growing up, you would get the TI-84 calculator and you like were given that equation that would lead to an error on your calculator. Yeah. Yeah. This is that equation.
2: (laughs) Do you think I'm too old to have had a TI-84 calculator?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Never really well, first you're, uh, you're like, TI-84 like you years are... old. Oh, oh, I see. Well, like you are about the DH, you're wrong. That's <laughs> cool. Anyways, get a little get a little frosty up in here. Okay, at I don't know this E R I V A S or Revis ninety-two. E Revis. E rebus 92 says importance of having multiple quality, long relief bullpen pieces with the new three batter rule, plus the possibility of double headers in a condensed season. That's a really good question.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is yes. Those are important. Yeah. Like the, for sure. The loogie doesn't really exist anymore. Um, you need guys who can pitch to lefties and righties. And then, especially with the double headers, you may be keeping six or seven starting pitchers on your on your lineup, and just putting two of them in the bullpen. And you guys got some tired people. Go, you know, uh, go get them off the Go get four innings out of the bullpen. It's probably,
0: yeah. Sorry, I was just no, gonna no, say it, it's also I think one thing we kind of glossed over with the condensed season. They're going to expand rosters because oh, they will be yeah, playing more. Double headers. So you're going naturally, you're going to go to more pitching uh, just because they make double headers. Yeah, w- which is fine, but it's going to be up from the 25, 26 that we're used to. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have more pitchers. So to Ryan's point, you're going to need people that can pitch to both righties and lefties. And starters are kind of a natural fit for that because obviously they start a game, they're going to have to pitch to whatever the lineup um, in front of them poses. So like for the nats in particular we could see a situation should we play baseball in 2020 where joe ross austin both eric fetty um and maybe some journeyman veteran starter are all in uh the opening day roster
3: they bring back jeremy Hellickson. he's the new ace
0: on the baltimore no 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 even better jeremy guthrie <laughs> <laughs> so oh no oh,
3: oh. so wow. an article about did they ever how
2: find like, helixon <laughs>
3: Um, Alexen like, yeah, he retired, like, way under the radar.
2: Yeah, I just just, like, we were we were doing milk carton jokes about him last year. I don't know what even happened to
3: Alexen. I always liked him.
0: Uh, he went, he his did. wife went full Tiger King and waited five years and one day after his disappearance to declare him dead.
2: <laughs> oh. You know, I've seen everybody on Twitter talking about the Tiger King thing, and I got no file on it whatsoever. I haven't watched it. I have any idea what it's about. You got to. It's, it's wild. It's completely clueless. You got,
0: you got yeah, I do. It, it, it's wild. Especially right. now is that all Netflix? the, the – Where is it? Yes. It, it's, it's a seven-episode docuseries on Netflix. Very easy to binge. They're like 45-minute episodes. And especially now that all the sports teams are like throwing references to it on social media, you got to watch it so you can pick up the references.
2: Yeah, is that the cats and kittens thing, that's a Tiger King reference, yes, that yes. I keep seeing yes. everywhere. oh, my God.
0: Okay, yeah, she's – oh, God. You, you just have to watch. Words don't do it justice.
2: All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do we have – oh, we have one more question from at L. Pranat, which is, are we there yet?
3: Are we there yet? Are, and, there, yet? are
2: there yet? Yeah. <laughs> it is almost. long. We are not there yet, and I don't even think we're almost there yet. I think if I had we, to make a prediction, we're all going to be sitting in our houses for at least another month.
0: We so, would I be have. if people would just stay inside.
3: Yeah we're, yeah, we're about to get to the peak of this, so, like, people are going to be staying inside. That's just because they're all going to be knocked off from this thing. So, like, just stay inside, please. If you stay inside, we can all go back to our life. Sometime earlier than October. Just please stay inside. Have aside.
2: you guys seen that uh, the song that old man sings on? I think Rex Chapman you tweeted know. it. The,
3: the, that old the man, wasn't it David Letterman. Was that David Letterman doing I, that? I uh. I I I mean maybe I'm wrong, but like that guy looks. I a lot watched like it you know, and I didn't notice that it was David Letterman. Ryan, it I've, was, kn- good
0: Lord. I've known you for what? <laughs> 25 years now you've never yeah. been wrong once in your life so don't <laughs> don't tell yourself short
3: <laughs> i i feel like those david letterman because like he's bald and he got that insane beard now yeah that is letterman yeah can confirm is it really i completely no, I watched know. that
2: video and <laughs> had no idea if that was really david letterman i'm going to be mind blown <laughs>
3: It, probably 99.9% <laughs> chance it was not David Letterman by the <laughs> Ben <Letterman>. Roethlisberger.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, good lord. I'm uh, um, okay. for the pod. Uh-huh. What? Um, who is more somber, sports fans waiting for their favorite sports to return or Amanda right now because she lost me in a- another argument?
2: Wow. The limit does not exist. <laughs> What's the, 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 the error on the T I eighty four. No, I uh, don't agree with you and don't think that I lost that argument. I think we've had the same argument over and over again. I just we're gonna don't keep think it. that that we are gonna keep having it. I have I just don't think that the, if the D H comes to the national league it will make absolutely no difference in rating.
3: So I mean, gonna, you don't need Amanda's to ruin the
2: off. National League for what will be no
3: benefit. Amanda's going to get off the podcast tonight and just walk up to bed, and her husband's like, how's this show? And she's like, that dumbass in the D.H. TH. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I do that every time, even if we don't have an argument about the D.H. TH. Her, her husband's going to
3: be like, oh, I'm
0: sorry I asked.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, oh, wait, I don't care. I forgot. I don't care. So
0: I mean, but listen. Until sports come back, we're just going to alternate between the universal DH and Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame argument. We're just going to go back and
4: forth.
3: <laughs> Our episodes. is so next just week, be random arguments. <laughs> next week, we'll just talk about
2: Barry Bonds. That'll be all there is. Actually, we should have it. We should start a feature about what a, what have we been up to this week?
3: Like, what are you doing oh, with yourself while you're the junkies? Do what did I eat for dinner? We're going to do oh. what did I do this week?
2: Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, this has definitely been some of our best work. Um, it might be the know. worst
3: ending to the
0: podcast we've <laughs> ever had. Yeah. <laughs> all right,
2: Later. All right, later. Later. Oh, <laughs> later.
4: <laughs> There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team is mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentators On. Well, you can see they're running scared because the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air. Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look because we're putting curly W's in every book. Let's go Nats. We've got a game to.